Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. I'm here with our and my co-host, Michelle Post. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Hi, I like everybody. saying uh, I like saying our, our co-host. I know. This is, this is our community we want to be talking to, right? Yeah, and and yeah. we're feeling that. We're getting feedback from that from time to time that people are saying, oh, I listened to your your podcast. Thank you so much. It's really helped yeah, me. You know, I got, actually got a message this morning from uh, someone and they said you were part of this journey. Um, and it's, you know, when I, I've said this before, I'll say it again in other episodes, but for those of you who are listening, this is kind of our gift of love to the world. Yes. Um, and it's always nice to hear back from you how this is affecting you, good, bad, or indifferent, but to let Mm -hmm. us know that it's making a difference, that uh, you're not wasting your heartbeats listening to us, that Mm -hmm. we've got you Mm -hmm. feeling better, feeling alive. Hell, we've got you feeling at some point. (laughs) Sometimes it's just the feels. It's just the feel. We're happy you have. means you're alive, even the sad feels, even the mad feels. (laughs) Uh, Anything you want to chat about before we jump into our subject today? Well, aside from our little preamble about astro projection and and uh, well, they didn't hear vivid that dreamings. I know they, they didn't hear that at all. It's not recorded. You should hear some of the conversations Scott and I have offline. But <laughs> but aside from that, actually, you just well, okay. So number one, the reason why this is pre-recorded <laughs> is because Scott is going to be doing something incredible in a few hours. So once uh-huh. this is posted. You know, in a few hours from the time this is posted on August 22nd. So I have a 28 show gig starting today uh, at the Magic Castle in Hollywood, kind of a mecca of magic and uh, a place I've been visiting for quite a long time, almost 50 years now. And uh, I get to be in the close up gallery and all the greats of magic have, have appeared in the uh the stage that I will be on. So 28 yeah. shows and I will be done. I start today and uh, mm-hmm. run through Sunday and uh-huh. four shows a night and do, doing the real Las Vegas entertainer routine. So it's going to be fun. It is exciting. Those of you that have a connection to the Magic Castle, make sure you get your your pass and go and see Scott in the close-up room. I'm so excited. I yeah, wish gonna... I could, I wish I could astro project and be a fly on the wall and be there. I, I wish I had a personal jet, but there. I don't, there I don't roll go. that way yet. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah. And then, so this, that was number one. And the second thing is you reminded me of uh, like, I have had a really good week. So this is real time as we're recording, but I've had this really good week where for some reason I got this beautiful slew of love and support in a variety of ways yesterday. And I, I don't know what 
cause that in the ethers to happen, but isn't it nice when that happens to us? Sometimes we need it. I wasn't feeling particularly needy except for, um, I won't explain this today, but I'm working through some, uh, um, cone of shame issues <laughs> around some health challenges. Um, <laughs> and so maybe the ethers sense that I was struggling with this new medical stuff going on and sent me some lovely little messages, including I got like one of the best compliments of my career happened yesterday when a client of mine who is a mature senior uh, said to me, this is the most fun I've had in therapy ever. How, how terrific to hear something like that. Right? Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't normally think about therapy being fun and yeah, sometimes it's really, and we were working on hard stuff. It was not an easy session, but the reality is I use humor to cope. And so it's how I show up as a therapist or a coach or here on the show (laughs) or in life. Like I just, I can't not be me. So I use humor and I think some of the most difficult things that we face can be coped when we have a little bit of a sense of humor about, you know, that thus my cone of shame comment. <laughs> it's like, it's both difficult and I'm dealing with the shame and working through it and yeah. da, 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 da. but it's also funny to think about me walking around like a dog in a cone of shame <laughs> and it helps me cope. It helps me realize, oh, that's my feeling. I got, I got my tail between my legs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I also wonder. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, and yeah. certainly we've all been there. I, I wonder how much of this is also not only it ties in with what we're going to talk about today, by the way, mm-hmm. which is stop negotiating away your happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I wonder how much of this also, Michelle, is your ability to allow the compliments to come to allow the oh. unit to allow the universe to actually conspire for your own good. Yeah. The, the fact that you put yourself in a place where you, you know, we've talked about abundance before and people right. will hear it in another show where I talk about Jessica Zweig's wonderful little abundance comment. Like I have right. abundance in my life because, and you fill in the blank and you'll hear it in another right. show. Uh, but I, I wonder, you know, knowing you, you're getting all these things you know, you've participated in allowing and being in a place where those things come to you. Good point. Good point. Like when, when a compliment comes my way, I don't go, Oh, this old thing. Yeah. I got it at Ross dress for less. Oh, you don't know? ever. Oh, you know, when, when, when we, Oh, when, when, or, or you think my hair looks good today. Oh, it just drove me crazy today. You know, I don't put down people's compliments, but also, you know, like as a therapist, I recognize like, it's not about my ego and yet it's really nice when it spontaneously came like from a place of real authenticity from this client, just out of the blue, you know, all the years of feeling kind of down and, and belittled and embarrassed and ashamed suddenly came out in this, like, I can talk about anything and everything with you and we still have a good time. Well, you know, this kind of is an extension of what we did last week uh, live when we we have the negotiating 201 uh, Uh concept. You know, I'm listening to you and when you said, if someone were to say to you, nice dress, Michelle, you look Uh really pretty today. Oh, I just got it, you know, Ross dress for less. less. Uh 
don't do that because what happens is you're discounting you are the the place that you're at the power that you have the look that you have um and again that's right we talked about it when when we did the negotiation concept but now we're talking about your look your feel your place in the world how you walk through the world um and when we i think out of a good place because we've learned it right yeah be be polite don't be ego filled um be modest Right. Oh, I got it at Ross Dress for Less, or I got it at Costco, or I got it at, um, I bought it through Amazon on sale. Right. It's like, that does not, what are you doing? What are you accomplishing when you, when you there? say that? Unless you're trying to brag about your negotiation skills. That's which, different. <laughs> which is different. Or like your ability to find a good good deal. Like that's different, but usually people are not meaning it in that way. They're meaning it in a, Oh, this old thing kind of thing. Like they're diminishing. Well, what you're saying is exactly what you're saying. I hear you saying is I don't deserve the compliment you just paid me. That's right. And then we train people not to give us compliments and we wonder why people stop giving us compliments. So Instead part of, of just part of, saying thank you, like yeah, just so shut up of, and say thank you. Part of the way of doing <laughs> it, part of the way of doing this, and we've done it here. I'll just say it again. I'll do. I'll give all of our listeners a little call to action. Give us compliments and let us know how this podcast <laughs> is working for you. We're going to okay. allow that in our lives. Okay, and then <laughs> I'm going to say on a personal challenge for those of you out there listening, the next time somebody compliments you say thank you and be quiet. Just say thank you. Even if you want to fight the compliment, even if you want to diminish the compliment, even if you don't believe them, even if you think they're saying it to manipulate you, I don't care. I just want you to say thank you and practice saying thank you. (laughs) Yeah. One, you know, one, now I'm going to shift gears in a minute for a moment before we jump into today's topic, because uh, a very dear friend of mine, I want to warn everybody, uh, we we neighbor as well, uh, we saw police cars at her house and checked up on her and said, oh my goodness, is everything okay? And it turned out uh, because of her age, the police were there investigating elder abuse. And it, it was a scam. She had received a message purportedly from Amazon that said, you know, it was a, it was basically confirming her iPhone purchase. Yes, I got the same message. Yeah, and I, w- I just want to let everybody know these scams are increasing. Mm-hmm. And my experience is, first of all, you're going to start getting text messages. I've been getting them. A lot of the people in Hollywood have been getting them. And mm-hmm. all it says, it's from an unknown number and it says, hi, H-I, that's it. Uh-huh. Do not respond back to those. No. Don't say who is this? Do yeah, not who dis? What, what they're look yeah. What they're looking for is an active phone number. Let's just they're starting with that. Yeah. Don't respond. Fishers. Do not respond and block the number. Yep. That's number exactly. One. Um, block the numbers on your phone if you're getting these continued. Hey, press two to stop getting warranty calls. Oh press my t- gosh. Okay, it's like how many. Everybody is wondering why are they doing it for the warranty? They're not. They're checking live phone numbers. Yeah. Because then it goes. So if you press two, yeah, they they know they they got a live live number. number. Mm -hmm. So don't respond. And you know, we've all been trained. Someone says hi, you say hi back. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's that important and it's really a friend of yours, they'll find you. 
-hmm. They're not going to just send a a blanket. Hi. Um, (laughs) Now, what happened with this friend of ours was she received this message and she have uh, unfortunately then called the number and gave them information thinking that it was uh, the Amazon purchase that she didn't make and she was trying to correct it. Uh, and they wound up taking tens of thousands of dollars <gasps> uh, or attempted I was to wondering the bank actually caught it. That's how she knew the bank oh, I was caught it wondering. And so, you know, one thing led to another and everything's been changed now. And we've had to actually do this with another family member of ours, by the way, uh, change credit cards, change account numbers, et cetera. You mm-hmm. don't, yeah, it's all fixable for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting everybody know. My experience is that with the ever-increasing attempts on cybercrime and identity fraud, et cetera, I have never experienced a legitimate uh, marketplace, Amazon, uh, PayPal, uh, Target. You, you picked the, the retailer. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. they write, me it's Mm -hmm. with my name yep my name that it doesn't show up hey and then my email address no and or just hey um and and also the person emailing you if it's through an email look at the address yeah um you know like the at gmail.com or the at blah 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 if it's a legitimate company it's going to have the legitimate company address and you get that, by tie. the way, by clicking on the email address, because they sometimes do phishing and masking uh, where yes. it looks like it's from Amazon. But when you right. click on it, it's one, two, three, seven, nine, two, A, B, Z, B, at whatever at at bullshit.com. Yeah. Or hover over it is what we were taught in cyber cyber fraud stuff is you if you hover it over it in your email the real address will pop up you don't even have to click on the email in case it's connected to their link but you know that that people will write you from legitimate businesses or the IRS you know what's the old saying the IRS will never call you they will always send you a letter yeah do not give your social security number out yeah so I I just bring that up right now Uh, and I know it was a little off of what we had been talking about and what we will be talking about but it's currently going on and I see it on I see it increasing and um, there are a lot of different cyber attempts at crime that I'm Mm -hmm. seeing uh, from from friends of mine who are saying, Hey, I'm starting to get this and this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, well, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Again, don't respond to text messages. Then you don't know what the number is. Don't Mm -hmm. answer calls from people you do not know. Don't say yes to hi. Is this Michelle post? Yes. They're recording that. Yep. Do not say the word. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I routinely, if someone has called and it looks like someone I know it's who's calling. You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. by the way, your doctor's office mm-hmm. will call and they're using a secured line internally that doesn't sure. show up on your favorites list. True. Uh, and they've got to go through their whole little HIPAA list to make sure that you're who you say you are. <laughs> Just make sure you know who you're talking to. This reminds me of one of the oldest coffee cups I kept from the time that I worked at UCLA's athletic training room for the intercollegiate athletics in sports medicine. And the coffee cup says... It's a far side cartoon. And it says it's a a person showing up to a desk and a dog dressed in a security uniform. It's it's a dog at the desk and a dog in the security uniform. And the the security dog says, 
I'm sure you are who you say you are, but regulations <laughs> require that I still must sniff your butt. There you go. <laughs> Something like that. It's <laughs> my favorite mug. So with that, let's, let's, <laughs> with that, let's move into stop negotiating away your happiness. And this is why people have fun with me in therapy. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Negotiating away your happiness. Let's stop that. And and I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with the definition of negotiation. Okay. Because, you know, we're talking here about negotiation and happiness. And uh-huh. I think it behooves us as a, again, a follow-up to last week's live discussion about uh, negotiating. What is negotiation? I want you to mm-hmm. think about that in the context of happiness. Negotiation mm-hmm. is bargaining. Mm-hmm. It is a give and take. It is a back and forth. And it's something that's intended to produce an agreement. Now, I I want everybody to think about that for a moment in the context of happiness. And just take a moment and and ask yourself, what is the give and take I'm allowing in my life when Mm. it comes to the concept of happiness? If then, it's a lot of if then or when then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You hit, I mean, that's it. That's the, Mm -hmm. and so- you know, when we talked about having this as a topic of discussion, Michelle, I'm, where did your head go as a therapist? So I went to all the ways I hear people distortedly postponing their happiness. So there's a cog distortion called the fallacy of, or heaven's reward fallacy or something like that. So I was thinking about clients who I've heard say things like, well, when I make partner at my firm, yep. I can slow down and enjoy all my hard work and accomplishments. When I earn enough money, I can finally get out of debt or feel, feel free or feel happy. Or when I lose weight, then I'll treat myself to some wardrobe items and attract the partner of my dreams. Like it's all these, uh, when I have the perfect partner, then I'll finally be happy. It's all these, if then, um, or if they're in a relationship, if, if you would just stop drinking, I'd be happy. If, if you would make more money, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, if my boss would give me more time off, I would be happy. So it's like taking our happiness or success or joy or peace and giving the power to someone else or something else in the future that we're waiting for. So I'm going to actually <laughs> take what you just said. Mm-hmm. And add a little bit more to it, if you don't mind. Oh, good. And mm-hmm. I would like to start with a foundational statement. Okay. Each of our listeners is free to take, use, rewrite, adapt, but for God's sake, put it on your refrigerator, in a notebook, on your laptop, write it in, in a marker and put it on your hand, get a tattoo of it. I, I want you to, th- everybody to think about the following. Okay. Happiness. You can ask for no more and you deserve no less. Think about that. Because what Michelle has just talked about is in the the coding world called a conditional statement. Mm -hmm. As soon as you say, if, then, when, then, something like that, you have now made your happiness conditional and it's now hinging 
on something or someone else taking place. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many of our listeners, when push comes to shove, really believe their happiness is conditional. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I by the way, uh, particularly in the entertainment world, right? Starving artist, you got to suffer for your art. <laughs> you, you get, and every, you got to pay your dues. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been suffering for 20 years, you're not ready to be an artist. If <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, we, just cockamamie stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and on the other side of that, I, I have clients who come from cultures who by the way, America is one of them. We have an assembly line mentality to work and play and success. Oh, that makes sense. An assembly line. So this, this, this has to show up and I add my piece on yeah. and then it's, oh, and that metaphor makes sense. And mm -hmm. to make matters even worse, when you have an assembly line, that means you're what we call fungible. You're replaceable. You're a mm -hmm. commodity. And not oh. one of not one of you is a commodity. Mm -mm. You're unique. You've got your your special place in the world. You wouldn't be here otherwise. Right. I, I wonder how many of us have been so ingrained. Right. We've talked before about epigenerational and transgenerational trauma mm -hmm. and these messages that were sent down. Right. I you know just as yeah. a revisit. I know Michelle, you've got similar ones. Right. My family grew up in the depression and world war ii and i heard all the stories about bread lines and i don't think any of my family was even in them but they still it was still that very scarcity mindset and it was a different world that they grew up in and before them the pogroms out of mm -hmm. uh russia and ukraine except you know all the all those places uh, mm -hmm. you know, i know things are going on now it was pretty bad back then Mm -hmm. uh, i mean i go watch fiddler on the roof and mm -hmm. that gets passed down those stories mm -hmm. where be afraid be invisible don't be seen if i can only make it through i'll then then i'll be happy if i can you know and again michelle i'm sure you've heard it with couples if we only had a million dollars everything would be fine mm -hmm. we don't argue oh, sure. about anything over money oh sure. anything other than money right well lately i've been hearing you know, a million dollars doesn't go as far as you think it does. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I do get like 8% inflation and things are more and more expensive and people want things that are more and more expensive. Like we never used to have phones that cost us $1,200 every two years. You know, we had a $29.95 cord attached to a wall. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. And at the same time, wow, a million dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. Of course it doesn't, but can you go as far as you used to? <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's a, it, so, so you, you bring up a great question and if happiness is a choice, yes, not something you wait for, not something that's conditional. If happiness is a choice, what choices are you guys making now? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so again, the, you know, the part, the point of this show is, can you take a step back and can you start saying, if I deserve happiness, mm -hmm. let's presume that for a minute, if mm -hmm. I deserve happiness, what am I doing to make happiness how I value my life? Yes. 
Because if you if you take that approach, if you say, I'm going to value my life, my business, my work, my relationships, you pick the life area. Yep. Yep. If you say, I'm going to value that, I'm going mm-hmm. to determine that, mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with the sum total of that. And the basis of comparison is how much happiness you have in your life. Mm-hmm. Would you make different choices? Uh, not me, because I think my value, right. <laughs> but well, I think uh, our yeah. audience, yeah, our, I think there are people out there that really struggle with how to align values with happiness and neurochemistry aside, even well, neurochemistry included, I think there are decisions we make about how we talk to ourselves and how we allow ourselves to think that affects our mood and our physiology. I joked earlier about my cone of shame, but my active work is reframing that cone of shame into a badge of courage. And I will get there because I've done this before with other things, right? So I might start off with a cone of shame, but I've got to work towards the badge of courage and feeling proud of myself because I need to transform that negative view of this difficult situation into something that doesn't weigh me down into something that inspires me to keep going. And the way we choose to think also negotiates away our happiness, even when it's an underlining brain chemistry um, issue. You know, I, I listen to you and, and, and knowing you, um, it, it kind of reminds me of, again, one of my core beliefs here, and that is our happiness is a mirror of the relationship we have with ourselves. <laughs> and I know you've got a great relationship with yourself. And by the way, folks, don't don't think for a minute that Michelle and I are impervious to glitches and, and hiccups and obstacles and <laughs> monsters in the dark. It, we, we have those. <laughs> but here's the cool part. We've been there <laughs> and we came out of it, <laughs> which means we know we can go back there and come out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with that mirror, right? That's that level of relationship with your health, your uh, happy, pardon me, your relationship with yourself is the measure of your happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're constantly chasing happiness mm-hmm. or negotiating it away, if this, if that, or even in a relationship, right? We could go probably do a whole show on this, Michelle. How many couples are saying, um, I say it, by the way, I want most in life for my wife to be happy, hmm. except that's <laughs> not, you know, even though we have compromise and accommodation and all, I'm, that's not changing my self-worth, right? How many couples relationships, both with your, your significant other, and even your employer, mm-hmm. how much of you are you giving away? Are you yeah. negotiating? Are you saying, I'm just going to be on the back burner for a while? Right. I'll be, I'll be nothing. Let, oh, let me be a commodity for you. Use me, abuse me, spit me out, get another right. one and right. I'll move on to the next job. Right. Right. And I would say even in those companies that I've worked with who are really high functioning, their goal isn't to treat their staff that way. Their goal I is- agree is to raise up their staff and inspire their employees and their leadership and, you know, um, have that feel like a team 
that we're working together towards a goal to help people. Yeah, I, I work with organizations um, in addition to the one-on-one coaching. I work with organizations as a whole. Uh, and you guys have heard me talk about this, particularly in the political realm, where elected officials and their egos and their their need to have a constituent base that supports them, et cetera, et cetera. I'm constantly reminding them that leadership is something you deserve, not something to be taken. Yeah. And I think most of the great companies, at least most of the leaders I've talked to, they're all looking to make themselves irrelevant in the workplace Mm -hmm. because they're empowering their employees Mm -hmm. to be happy. Yes. Um, and I've said this before, uh, at my law firm, I had a chief happiness officer, CHO. I did. We had a CHO, we had a CHO at the office and put, put this individual on the, uh, the, the list. And I got a phone call from my bank one day and they're saying, you know, we got the new list, et cetera, et cetera. What is a CHO? And I said, it's a chief happiness officer. And I said, they said, what is that? And I said, the purpose of the chief happiness officer is to connect with every single employee I have and to help them be happy at work. There was dead silence on the other line. And then the bank reps, after a pause, said, how do we get one of those? (laughs) You have just inspired me. If I ever work for another organization, that is the role for me. I want to be the chief happiness officer. If any of you are looking for one, you might convince me so to go back be... and, and work for someone again. <laughs> no, it, it, it won't surprise you, by the way. Carolyn was my chief happiness officer. Oh, it makes totally, it makes a lot and of sense. And I got to tell you, one of the greatest things that she did, we had <laughs> the, the workroom, break room, lunchroom, um, you know, this big kitchen area. And right outside the door, so you'd walk out of the kitchen area, break area, and there was the hallway and uh-huh. there's a wall facing the open door. The first thing you saw was, I think it said, be happy on it, but it was this big thing where Carolyn took, after talking with the employees, the most happy experience that they had had in their life up till then. And she had made Polaroids of these of these events. So it might be someone with their dog or someone with their kids or someone on vacation. And that's the first thing you saw walking into the break room and walking out of the break room was, oh my God, I'm happy. (laughs) That's amazing. Talk about setting up a scenario where people are connected to their happiness on a daily basis. And we we shared it, by the way. Yeah. And you shared it. Well, everybody saw everybody's pictures. Yes. Everybody was up there and yes. the pictures would rotate and change depending on what was going on in their life. So it was a very dynamic living happiness reminder. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Chief happiness officer. I have Chief learned officer. something new. I learned something new from you. Every podcast. Scott. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, Holy geez. I, I also, <laughs> I also want to remind everybody because it ties right in with happiness, mirroring your self-worth and how that you view sense. the relationship you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, something I've talked about before, and that's Mel Robbins and her, her little five minute habit is in the morning 
she recommends you get up, and I'm going to paraphrase now. now. You can go look her up, Mel, M-E-L, Robbins, R-O-B-B-I-N-S. And she recommends looking at yourself in the mirror and giving yourself a high five. Yep. Or giving yourself the thumbs up or, you know, just somehow looking at yourself in the morning. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Looking at yourself in the morning and saying, I got this. Mm -hmm. Instead of what I call enduring the day. Oh, my God, I have to get up today. I have to, to go do this. I have to. And everything becomes a drudgery. Yes. I'll give everybody one challenge. The easiest way to stop negotiating away your happiness is to start with the concept that how you do anything is how you do everything. Many people mm -hmm. have heard me say this before. Mm -hmm. What do you do to get out of bed? Mm -hmm. You negotiate that away too. <laughs> well, you caught me. I yes. caught you. And it's, I, <laughs> I, I wake up, I get out of freaking bed. I get stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody's wiring. I'm not asking you if it's you're a morning not person. I'm not asking you if you're a morning person or a night person. It's irrelevant. Are you Insert excited? Coffee. Are you excited? I, I am all about that little secret potion. Insert coffee into veins. <laughs> then just, I feel good. <laughs> I, I just really invite people to start taking a step back and looking at their daily morning routines. It's a good point. And whether you're setting yourself up for happiness. Yeah. And I'll go back to the quote. I can't remember who said it right now, uh, but it's it, it goes something like this. And that is anyone who says they want to be happy and they're not, has not chosen to be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Choose mm -hmm. happy, folks. Mm -hmm. It's not something to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've said this Love before, it. I've said this before, you know, I, I used to be a judicial settlement officer, in addition to being a mediator. And obviously, I would go in to mediations, and arbitrations and settlement conferences myself on behalf of the client. Mm -hmm. And we as a society, particularly here in the United States for so long, have been told that a good settlement, right, that's the outcome of a negotiation, a good settlement is when everybody walks away unhappy. <laughs> That is so bullshit <laughs> that that's an excuse to lose. Mm. And so one of the things, particularly when I was the judge uh, pro tem and I was handling settlement conferences, I would change the entire preframe and ask people, how would you like to go through this settlement process? And at the end, you're happy. Now, when's the last time you heard of someone in a black robe saying that? Never. Uh, it, right? <laughs> so it completely changed the expectation going into the proceedings. Um, and it got to be kind of a joke um, and somewhat of a challenge for me. The people who were attending settlement conferences with me started seeing me being hugged, not, oh. only, by the, not only by the participants who were adamant against each other. I even... I even added an additional challenge. Could I get a hug from the lawyers? Oh. And, and? it started, started happening. And it was like, there are tricks and things that you can do to make the process happy. Wow. That doesn't mean everybody got what they wanted, right? It's kind of, it, it, it defies reality to simply say, right. everybody's going to get everything they want. Right. What we're doing is redefining 
what a happy outcome is. Right. So wow. I, I just kind of invite everybody um, to start redefining mm-hmm. how you think happiness is achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, in therapy, we call it sometimes reframing. So like mm-hmm. the person waiting for the promotion or the partnership and then will enjoy life instead could reframe that into I've worked hard to get right where I am right now. And I'm going to enjoy every phase of my life, my career journey, loving, learning and living each step of the way, like right now, right here and now. Or the person that's struggling with their body in some way, instead of, oh, I'm going to wait till this happens with my body and then I'll give myself a treat. May I make a conscious choice to love my beautiful mind, body, and spirit, the spacesuit we walk around in, and I treat it with respect. That includes how I dress it. That includes how I talk to it, how I feed it, and, and how I appreciate it for giving me a voice and the ability to move around the earth. And if you... <laughs> You know, if you, it's, it, that's beautiful. And if you listen to what Michelle is saying, I, I'll give you another frame for it. And that's that negotiation is appropriate when you're buying a house, going to a thrift store, buying a car, right? Things like that. <laughs> negotiation is not something I think you apply to happiness, self-worth, your dreams, Right. And I, th- I think we've, as a society, gotten it s- so bass backwards. Yes. Um, because of a lot of things, right? We, the, the media right. and the politicians and the, the, the celebrities that we see. Um, the reality is you are spending more time with yourself than all those other people. Yeah. Give yourself more credit for your happiness. Mm-hmm. You, you can ask for no more. You deserve no less. I love that. I love that. Anything else you want to add to this? Uh, I No, I don't think so. I think we've covered it. I think there's lots of examples out there. Just, just choose, choose the problem area that you find yourself using as a negotiation away from your your happiness and reframe it into an acceptance and a celebration of where you are right here and right now and choosing happy from this point forward. Yeah. I'm going to add the word allowance in there. I mentioned at the beginning of the show uh, where Michelle talks about acceptance. I want you to allow it. Mm -hmm. What if you allowed happiness in your life right now? Not an Mm -hmm. if then or, or when then kind Mm -hmm. of thing. All right. Next week, uh, we have another recorded show. It's going to be health advocacy and how to prepare for your doctor's visit. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be based on stuff that Michelle and I have experienced either personally or because of the, the work that we do mm-hmm. and give you some ideas on how to start taking charge of that whole uh, mm-hmm. aspect of things. Mm-hmm. All right. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment on your favorite podcast platform, share us with your friends. And you know what? Join us on our Facebook group. Just look it up. Keeping your blank together. It's not blank. Keeping your shit together in a stressed (laughs) world. It's a Facebook group. uh, And you can always reach out to Michelle and I. Michelle, how can they reach you? Best way is through my website, postinternationalinc.com. And you can get me at thinkingmagically.com. And with that, folks, be happy. 
and go see Scott at the Magic Castle. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.